Hey, what's going on? This is your host, Juan Gray, and welcome to the Worst Success Show. Today, I had the pleasure of bringing on Andrea Vanneker. She's a creative strategist, an author, a speaker, entrepreneur with a PhD in economics, a master's in finance, and is even a private pilot. She is currently the CEO of Sparks 5, and in this conversation, we talk about the future of tech, how to be the best CEO that you can be. She's someone who trains executives and has been doing this for a long time. She has multiple different books um, about success, about greatness, and about actually finding joy within your life. So this and much more, I hope you guys enjoy, take notes, and let's go, baby. Vamos. Vamos. If you're holding on to pain uh, and embracing a victim mentality, uh, it's not going to get you anywhere. Uh, so find a mentor, find someone that can guide you, can share their experiences, and can bring a sense of positive energy and encouragement on your path. I think it's really essential to surround yourself with the right people that can guide you through the different challenges that you may be facing. Make a positive impact on this world and live with a heart full of joy. Andrea Vanekil, welcome to the most badass show on the planet. How do you do? Fantastic. Thank you for having me in. It's a pleasure to have you here. So, Andrea, you've done a lot in your resume and experiences from business owner to coaching, executives, pilot. Can you explain to, to me quickly who you are? Who, what would you say? I'm a creative warrior. Creative warrior? Yes. All right. That's how I embrace uh, every possibility, uh, every new adventure. It's really about how can you add a dash of creativity, excitement, uh, and how can you be a warrior in the way you look at the opportunity in order to truly succeed, uh, no matter what challenges may come your, your way. I love that. So right now you're, you're building a business called Sparks5. That's your current uh, focus, I believe? Indeed, yes. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, with pleasure. Uh, Sparks5 uh, is centered on fueling uh, human thriving within organizations. This is our current focus. Mm -hmm. And we've developed an application that is centered around the five pillars of well-being. Typically, when we think about well-being, we think about the physical or the mental uh, aspect. However, right. we integrate the dimension of purpose, relationships, career, and also quality of life uh, beyond, of course, the health. So mm -hmm. and quality, for us, uh, quality of life is really about how can you have more fun in this life journey. OK. Amazing. So uh, you're also implementing AI in this. Indeed. So indeed. How, how is that? So the AI journey for us is centered on bringing more personalization into the application. And right now we started with a module that is focused on well-being and the five pillars I just mentioned. Uh, the next dimension for us is going to be focused on uh, helping leaders thrive. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of AI components there. And literally for the application to be able to understand the different challenges that either humans have in, in terms of their personal lives or leaders have in terms of managing and leading and motivating teams and how we, we can customize the insights and the wisdoms and the challenges that uh, we would be giving them through the application mm -hmm. in order to help them progress in advance. I love it. AI is a hot topic, right, that especially in tech over the last couple of years everyone is, is talking about. Is, is this something that you have implemented in your application already, or it's in It's in the works right now. There's okay. a lot of algorithms that we're building, and in order to truly uh, tap into the power of AI, you need a lot of data. And yeah. we actually wanted to use the first couple of months uh, since our launch to analyze the data sets, see the behavior patterns, mm -hmm. and then build the algorithm associated to that. So that's really where we are. 
uh, we couldn't have done it from day one because it was just a conscious choice that we made. We wanted to actually see more the, the behavior patterns and, and uh, revolve the, the version to based on that. Yeah, and so someone who has a tech company and wants to integrate AI, obviously it's, uh, it's different for each, for each business, right? What was uh, something that you've learned when trying to, to get someone to help you with AI or maybe a team? Yes, I, I would say that AI is so broad mm -hmm. and you really need to narrow it to a specific functionality. Um, you cannot uh, uh, be too broad in terms of your scope and uh, the more niche you can be, the, the more impactful you can be through, through uh, AI. So, course, so that's yeah. really my recommendation right now. It's really about, okay, focus on the niche, focus on where you truly want to have a positive impact and build the algorithm behind that. Uh, yeah. So if you're looking even at um, AI implemented in transportation, uh, whether it's a car or a motorcycle, you're talking about two distinct uh, AI algorithms, although you're thinking, well, no, both you know, are transportation modes, mm -hmm. right? Why would it be different? But the reality is that, as I said, that you really need to hone down on, on the different needs and realities uh, that you may have. And do you uh, consider yourself as a technical founder? Well, the funny thing is that I, I have a business degree uh, in finance and international business and a PhD in economics. Yeah, yeah. And I have adventured myself into technology. Yeah. So for me, there, there's no limit. That's why I, I'm yeah. a warrior, as I said. At the end of the day, I think passion drives us to do phenomenal things. And as long yeah. as we're able to surround ourselves with the, the people that can complement our skill sets, mm -hmm. uh, then we can achieve phenomenal things together. I agree. And so what did you know about technology when you first got into it? I think it's interesting when people get into a certain space, they know absolutely, I don't know how much you knew about it, but a lot of people get into the space they don't know anything about, and uh, but they have an idea, they have a passion, and they think it's something that that a lot of people can benefit from, and you can add value to, to the world, right? So how much did you know about it, and how is it that you, how much have you learned from technology, I guess, as a founder, as a yes. CEO of the company? So I was involved in previous uh, developments of applications, mm -hmm. uh, um, of different kinds uh, through the many years in the past. Uh, but what we're doing right now, particularly with, uh, with AI, is very unique. And uh, yes, it was a huge uh, learning curve. Uh, sometimes I felt like I was learning a new language uh, through every single conversation that I was having with the developers. Yeah. Uh, and hence the reason, as I mentioned, you really need to be surrounded with people that understand your vision. And I'm the business mind of this is what I want the experience to be, this is what I want the, the impact that we wish to have with the application. And then by surrounding yourself with the right technical people and designers that look at usability and other components, you can truly join your forces to do something fantastic. Uh, so in, in many, many cases, as I said, I'm more the creative and the business brain, rather I do not necessarily have the technical solution, but I rely on my team to actually do that. Yeah, so as a business mind, as, as a creative of the organization, the person who's setting the vision, this is the way we're going, what is it that you're doing on a daily basis that, uh, that contributes to, to the team? Like, what is it on a daily basis that you're, you're doing, basically, for, for Sparks 5? It's really aligning everyone uh, that we're in the same boat and we need to figure out what are the key activities that, yeah. that allow us all to row at the same speed, with the same perseverance and the same passion. Uh, but it did, at the end of the day, everything starts with a shared vision mm -hmm. and uh, linking back through, through various conversations. Why are we doing this, right? Why are we spending all this energy and, and time and money to actually build what we're doing? And, and it's all about the, the shared 
uh, I would say, desire to have a positive impact on this world. And uh, it starts, I mean, irrespective of, of you know, how you engage and interact with your team on a regular basis, I think everything starts with bringing the right people and surrounding your, yourself with the right people from the mm -hmm. start. Because if there's a lack of passion, if there's a lack of shared vision uh, and a desire to have such an impactful um, uh, life, basically, then you know this is not going to work. So for me, every single person that's on the team, every single person that I've brought in as partners, uh, that connection is so strong that I feel we're almost like in symbiosis. Yeah, <laughs> you see yeah, what yeah. I mean? And sometimes it's it's like the, it's a it's a bigger force that even uh, is outside of myself that has emerged because of of the dynamics that I've been able to create with the teams that I, that I have around me. It's like you're all in a state of flow, right? Exactly. In a state of flow constantly, and there's synergies that are being created that just exactly. help push things that if you were not in the same both that you could be putting the same amount of time in, the results would not be the same. Yes. And the feeling of what you're doing, the, 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 the purpose, would not be the same as well. So from a practical standpoint, maybe what is, because I know you coach uh, executives, mm -hmm. you know, and you do, do a lot of uh, public speaking as well yes. for executive CEOs. So what's some practical advice maybe that you can give a young CEO um, that or a uh, young executive that is building a business, maybe has 20 employees or such? Like what is, uh, uh, they still have enough people that they really need to lead, but they're still at the starting phase. What would you, what would you say to, to them? My advice would be to, uh, to believe in your dream, first of all. Mm -hmm. uh, surround yourself with the right people. And um, if things do not work out, I mean, it's part of life, right? Sometimes if you've made a wrong judgment, uh, it's not about looking at it as a failure, but rather as a learning opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and it could be as much about making strategic choices to the people you may be brought into your group or your organization, um, and, and really looking at each uh, challenge uh, as an opportunity for growth uh, and evolution and uh, almost a blessing, right? Um, so I, I think those are the, the key elements I would look at. And, and then it's about building a sense of resilience. Becoming an entrepreneur is tremendously challenging uh, because you feel like you have all this weight on your shoulder uh, uh, and you need a lot of passion and energy to be able to bring that to fruition. Uh, and resilience, I mean, is essential because you're going to get rejected. You're going to get clients that are not going to be as excited about your project or your, your product as you are. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's really about stepping back and reflecting on, okay, what, what do we need to, to do differently? Maybe we're not targeting the right people, right? Maybe we need to rethink what is the niche market that we need to go after that truly embraces the same values and, and, and truly sees the impact of what we can deliver. Uh, so don't go too broad. Uh, no matter what solution you have, but rather try to really define more specifically um, who would really love the product that you've brought into the market or the service as much as you do. Uh, yeah. And often there's similarities in terms of uh, uh, profiles that, that you can develop to focus on that. And how do you, so let's just say you're, you're running your business, how is it that you track, track your, your progress? Right, the progress of the company, but also yourself as a leader, um, to to see how everyone is is uh, feeling with, I guess, your leadership and and uh, what you're doing. How do, how do you track that and make sure that you're moving forward and you're becoming better? So the the way I operate uh, is that there's very clear KPIs that we need to deliver on that that uh, have a financial component and reality to it, mm -hmm. uh, and we do uh, weekly reviews on uh, on the financial.
PIs that we've set for ourselves, and, and it's also a chance for us to revisit strategies. So if we realize that after one week of testing maybe a specific strategy that didn't really pan out or bring the ROI that we wanted, uh, it's an opportunity for us to rethink and replan things. And in, in terms of my own leadership style, I, I'm one um, that is very focused on transparency and I don't beat around the bush. Like I, I'd really love to have direct conversation and it goes both ways. I, I encourage my team to be authentic in every single conversation because it allows us to get faster to where we need to be. If there is something emotionally going on with something that I've said or that I've done that has displeased someone, I might as well tell me now uh, rather than wait a week or a month uh, because it's not constructive for, for the building of the relationship that we have. So mm -hmm. I, I always engage in a dialogue of, of opening up to, to the employees uh, to, to tell me what, what, uh, what am I doing right? What can I improve? Uh, uh, what can I do differently? How, how can I make your journey here more enjoyable? At the end of the, the day, we want to have fun as well, right? It's not about just drilling down on the KPIs. Uh, we also have to, to make sure that we have fun along the way. It's an, an important factor for me. Absolutely. And so as you're, what have you learned over the last couple of years that maybe you didn't expect to have to do as, uh, as the, let's just say as the CEO of the company? Like, what are some things that you like, oh, I didn't know that this is something that you know was my responsibility or that I should be doing? Well, I, I think as a leader, uh, through the years I've come to realize that you play so many roles. That one day you can play uh, the firefighter role, another day you can be a psychologist. Right. <laughs> uh, the other day you're going to have to be the cheerleader. Uh, mm -hmm. um, the reality that the roles and the hats that you play are very unique and very different. Uh, when you start out on your own or maybe with a smaller team, uh, you, you may be the accountant on one day, the lawyer, <laughs> uh, yeah. the salesperson, you see what I mean? So I, I think um, what I've come to realize is that there's no, uh, uh, there's no limit to the roles you can play. But, but I, I think, as I said, as you start, it's, it's, uh, it's important that you surround yourself with people that have greater strengths in the areas that you do not. Yeah. We cannot be good at everything. So choose the areas so that you're... chief everything officer. Right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's so what it is at the beginning sometimes. Indeed, it feels like exactly. It, right? you, like... you said it so right. I love the word. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's about saying, okay, well, what are really my strengths? Right. And what do I need to surround myself in terms of other strengths from other individuals so we can really uh, drive the boat much faster uh, and more productively together? So it's, uh, it's really embracing that reality. Yeah. So we were talking about AI uh, a little earlier, and uh, I wanted to just kind of bring it back real quick. So right now, how things are advancing, there's a lot of different, I, I don't know if prediction, guess predictions about how that's going to affect the, you know, the different industries. And so where is it that you see AI over the next couple of years? How do you think it's going to affect, I guess, humanity? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think rather than looking at AI from a negative perspective, mm -hmm. I, I think we need to look at it from, from more the, the positive angle yeah. on, on what will it bring us? How, how will it enhance our lives in new ways? And I, I'm very pro-evolution of yeah. our, of our uh, uh, species uh, of technology. And the reality is this is, this is also nature, right? Uh, nature is not stagnant. And, and I think if we're able to embrace AI in a positive way um, and believe that uh, uh, the individuals that are behind developing uh, initiatives and programs uh, 
uh, can actually look at the dark side that can potentially emerge and actually prevent it and build it in a way that it doesn't get out of control. I, I think we're actually going to be in a much, much stronger uh, position as, as a human species in the mm -hmm. future, which such advancements from a technology perspective rather than dread the end of the world. Absolutely. No, I like that. So let's just say 10 years from now. What are the different things that you see AI as a positive impact within hum maybe humanity problems right now? I mean, um, you're going to be in, in you're, you're, you're going to basically have a lot of automation. I mean, uh, I don't want to drive my car anymore. <laughs> yeah. That is really, you know, where we're going to have a lot of self-driving cars, uh, uh, which gr brings greater mobility to certain individuals that may be lacking that for, for the moment. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, processing speed of, of data, uh, when you integrate now uh, the AI component could be phenomenal. And what maybe used to take us so much time to see the links between different pieces of a puzzle, now it's going to be done in nanoseconds. And uh, as long as we can be smarter in, in taking the more appropriate actions because of now algorithm and insights that we've never had before, uh, I, I think that would help us as much in terms of possibly stock market investments, uh, mm -hmm. um, anything you can imagine. Uh, I, I, I particularly see a lot of uh, possibilities in the investment space. In the investment space? Yes. Okay, interesting. Are you, uh, are you a frequent investor? Well, I've uh, having that. Uh, do you have a passion, finance, for, do you have yes, a passion I, for, invest, for investing? And what kind of investment is it that you're doing and you see yourself doing in the next yes. couple of years? Well, I, I'm, um, I'm interested in various aspects of investment, right? I mean, you yeah. have the stock market, you, you can invest in art, you can invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I have a multitude of passions uh, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting space to be in. I, I'm, I'm far from being an expert here, but uh, often I, I believe in more investing in things that you love yeah. uh, rather than just simply following the herd and what other people are, are telling you to do. Okay, I like that. It's interesting because we're here, I have art and love. <laughs> talking about art and love, right? So, yes. Um, so do you love art? I love art. Actually, I'm the co-president of the Angel Circle of the Museum of Fine Arts. Yeah, I've amazing. been on, on their board for over two and a half years, and since April this year, I uh, took on the, the role of uh, co-president. I absolutely love art, uh, uh, and the collaboration with the museum has been phenomenal. Uh, we're creating uh, uh, very uh, in intriguing and uh, behind-the-scenes uh, looks at the museum mm. that people could never experience before as a result of all the Angel Circle events that we're doing, so it's been Phenomenal experience and uh, continues to be so uh, today. And so art, obviously there's a lot of different types of art, right? Like of artists, like, um, what is a, an advice that you have for an artist, maybe a musician? Because there's a lot of people listening there, maybe musicians, actors, uh, directors, screenwriters, uh, painters. Mm -hmm. what, what is like a, an advice that you have for someone who's trying to and I think one of the things that in your book you talk about is like really f trying to not only success, but then the next step after that that you wrote in your, sequ your sequel book, which was uh, about really finding joy yeah. and joy, purpose. So how does an artist go through actually thrive when he wants to go after what he truly wants and wants to get to that place of not only success, but of joy and, and fulfilling his purpose? What advice do you yes. have? I, I would recommend 
engaging on a path and realizing that you may need to change course along the way. Uh, I'd much rather see someone evolve and, and uh, develop certain skills and maybe, let's say, a certain artistic style. And then I think you mature as an artist and consequently you get a better sense as to whether you're on the right path and you want to continue sticking to that style or whether you may want to actually change it. And I've seen actually some great artists uh, stay on the same path because they really found their path and it was validated time and time over again and, and it led them to phenomenal success. Others that started on a path and really just embraced a new style that led them to phenomenal success. Uh, what I've seen as well and what I would encourage a lot of artists is to think about partnerships. Uh, think outside the box. Uh, collaborate potentially with different companies. Uh, there's this artist that comes to mind, for example, that uh, uh, decided to, um, to basically uh, um, use her artistic skills to paint different cars, and, and it was showcased at one of the automobile shows. Um, a piano, and then do you see what I mean? You can so do think different... outside of what exactly. people are doing right now, really. And establish collaborations with maybe some of these large brands that want to do something different, want to build uh, uh, an artistic bottle of vodka, uh, yeah. and need an artist to, to basically bring something uh, uh, that is very unique and uh, very limited edition uh, type of thing. Uh, so I would encourage approaching organizations, not necessarily uh, embracing the past, okay, well, you know, I'm looking for collectors of my art that really appreciate it and so on, but rather go on the corporate route and seek uh, collaborations uh, uh, that are very unique and creative that allow you to bring your artistic skill sets to, to these organizations that are actually seeking and, and, and embracing the possibility of collaborating with artists. Absolutely, because organizations are always looking for new ways to, to market, new ways to create and, and to be innovative, right? So. I think, uh, I think that's an amazing idea and that's great advice. How is it that you would reach out as an artist to a company and you have an idea, what is it that you as a, as a business woman would, mm -hmm. what's an interesting way that you would actually approach them, knowing from a business standpoint what, uh, what maybe they're looking for? Yes, so I would approach, uh, often they, they may have a sponsorship or, or a partnership department. Um, I would approach those departments. Mm -hmm. um, and then some of these large organizations actually have someone dedicated uh, to acquisition of pieces of art. And that is their full-time job. And I would encourage individuals to also explore that route to, to basically see if uh, their art could be uh, embraced by those organizations. Yeah, I love that. It's, uh, it's great. You, you um, also, how long have, have you been in business? It's been uh, over 15 years now. Over 15 years. Yes. Amazing. So your, your journey over the last 15 years, what are, if you don't mind sharing, like what's maybe like a really difficult moment that, that you've been through that you, you can, that you, had, you learned a lot from, from that, that. So maybe there's entrepreneurs right now that are going through different things. They're starting a business. Maybe life gets in the way, right? It's not like you have business and life. Sometimes it's just like things happen in your life, which is going to naturally affect you, which is going to affect your business. So in a situation like that, how, what advice do you have for people that are going through that at this moment in time from what you've learned? Well, I, I believe in the power that we have in front of us and within us, basically, mm -hmm. to, to do phenomenal things. And if you're holding on to pain uh, and embracing a victim mentality, uh, it's not going to get you anywhere. 
my advice is really to, um, to build your self-esteem. And we can do that in a multitude of ways. Mm -hmm. To truly take yourself to a level where you become unshakable. Uh, to give you an example, uh, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I, I did a couple of shifts in, from a career and transition perspective, and, and, and I really need to shift my mindset. And uh, one of the things I decided to do was really build my self-mastery and uh, keep the promises that I make to myself. Often, mm -hmm. you know, we're so centered on the promises we make to others, but often we forget about the, the promises that we need to keep to ourselves. And, and I started with something super simple. I, I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to integrate an exercise routine every morning because that was also something very, very different for me. I was always exercising in the evenings and it was very sporadic. Mm -hmm. I would then travel and I would not exercise. And I said, no, I'm going to shift my focus and I'm going to commit to uh, exercising every single day, no matter what, because for me, that was the foundation that was essential to building the right energy, building the right mindset to ensure that you're ready to take on the next challenge and no matter what happens. So, uh, so right now I have an exercise routine that I do every single day, seven days a week. I've been doing this for, for many years now mm -hmm. uh, and it's been phenomenal. Uh, I don't eat coffee in the morning. For me, that's, <laughs> I do yeah. the exercises and then uh, it's enough to give me enough energy, pump me up and, and be ready to, to conquer the world. Yeah. Is there anything else that you do uh, to, to help you kind of through that self-mastery process that you're talking about? Yes. I mean, I, I also meditate. Uh, I, I'm also extremely careful with everything that I eat and I drink. I don't drink uh, coffee. I don't drink uh, alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been years and years and years. And uh, for me, the, the mental sharpness that this type of lifestyle brings uh, is, uh, is essential. And, and Sleep is another element that is essential and, and sometimes uh, uh, forgotten mm -hmm. uh, depending on the different challenges or, or life realities we may have. And what I've come to embrace is that we all have different uh, needs, right? One person may be super sharp after five hours, another one may need eight hours. And I think it's really about finding that, that right uh, number of hours that you need to actually be able to integrate that in your day uh, to, and along with the other lifestyle changes. To, to make sure that you're in top shape mentally and physically to, uh, to do whatever you may want to do. And that will be, I would say, the starting point and the key foundations you need to work on for anything that you may want to build as an entrepreneur. Right. You know a lot of uh, high executives, right, CEOs. Is, it, is meditation something that you, you notice in a lot of, a lot of these people? It's something that is becoming more and more uh, recognized as a phenomenal tool to regain focus and... Um, and I would say an inner, uh, an inner strength and stillness that allows you to make uh, more uh, smarter decisions, let's just call them, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. um, so, so, I mean, we're reading it in the news from, from the top executives in, in the largest organizations around the world are embracing it. Yes, a, a lot of uh, people that I know and that, that I've had the pleasure to work with also meditate. And I think it's becoming more and more pervasive, uh, even uh, beyond the executive suite. Uh, you're seeing companies deploy meditation across the organization for their mm -hmm. employees because of the recognized benefits. And uh, I think it's fantastic. We all need it to, to be able to reduce the stresses that we have in our lives and, and, uh, and take a step back to really uh, 
uh, I would say, savor uh, a moment of stillness. I like that, savor a moment of stillness. Do you do, you do that uh, very often before like important meetings or do you have a certain like regimen? Yes, yeah, so, so, so typically after my exercise routine in the morning, I, I do meditate. Yeah. Um, and then if I, if I go into a meeting, yes, or if I, let's say I have a, a conference that I need to give in the front of 500 people or 1,000 people, yeah. yes, I'll, I'll typically uh, need some time to myself to, to, to really just center myself and, and uh, that's something that I do on a regular basis or prior to a, to a large uh, uh, meeting uh, and so on. Yes, exactly, stillness. exactly. Yeah. And and you know you can achieve that in so many ways. Even for me, just putting in some some uh, music yeah. that uh, some you know modern age of music. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I love that. I, I feel it puts me in a state of mind where I can more easily get into the meditative state that gets yeah. me ready to uh, you know to to do the next great thing. Well, music is an incredible way to get you in a certain mood and. and Feeling, you know, absolutely. Like, and, uh, so, what, what's your favorite type of music? I'm curious. Oh, I love very diverse uh, type of music. Okay, uh, all kinds. Of all kinds. All kinds. Yes. All kinds of music. From classical to 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 rock. Uh, yeah. You name it. It depends on the mood, right? I right. mean, uh, yeah. but uh, I, I I truly believe in, in in the power of music, and and it's fascinating how you can play the same song, and from an emotional perspective, how it can actually evoke different emotions from different no, people. Absolutely. So that's what I love. And when you listen to it, right, there's something happened. When you listen to it two years from now, and how it, how you know, your I guess your subconscious yes. recognizes that exactly. And it, it triggers a feeling yes. in your body. Like, why am I feeling this? Yes, it's, it's been you're, so long. But you're reliving the same emotion that you lived the same back emotion. then. Yes, exactly. I think that's super interesting. Uh, uh, do you do you read a lot of books? Yes, immensely. <laughs> what are your favorite books within a business standpoint? Uh, some of my most interesting books, let me just think, um, you know, integrating meditation and, 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 and how you need to look at life um, from a broader perspective. Um, I love the book Power Versus Force by Hawking's. Okay. Uh, phenomenal book on, uh, on the distinguishment between these two uh, very powerful words. Um, love the work also of Brené Brown, I think, on vulnerability. Uh, it's a key essential element for building uh, brave leadership and uh, showing up in, uh, in a different way, I think, than we've seen traditionally leaders in organization. And uh, she's done phenomenal work in, in, in this regard. So she's, uh, she's definitely one, I mean, an author that I would recommend. Amazing. Is there anything that, uh, regarding to, to the listeners, you, you would like to, because we're going to start wrapping up soon, that you would like to, to, uh, to tell them or to, to go over? So, because I know you're very passionate about yes. the new generation, right? Yes. Like ge millennial generation and, and where things are going. You're very uh, optimistic, I would say, and, and very passionate, which is really nice to see. Because uh, you hear all kinds of different things. All the people, the younger, younger generation, they don't know what they're doing. They're lazy. They're that. But then you also see a flip, another side of people that are, I think, more um, passionate, uh, ambitious. They want to do change. They want, they want to disrupt. They want to make the world a better place, as you say it. So what's your... Uh, what are your thoughts on on that, and then and then what are your what's your yes. message to them? So so my, my message is uh, don't listen to the negativity. I I I've, I've met some brilliant minds uh, uh, that are young and dynamic and have phenomenal ideas, uh, and and will will be supporting them and actually in in bringing those ideas forward. And that's what I love to do. Uh, so find a mentor, find someone that can guide you, can share their experiences, and 
can bring a sense of positive energy and encouragement on your path. Uh, I, I think it's really essential to surround yourself with the right people that can guide you through the different challenges that you may be facing. Uh, and, and, and truly believe in your dream and, and never let, let go of this quest of finding what am, why am I here for? We all have uh, something that's so profound in, ter in terms of a gift that uh, we can share with this world. And I think if we can all explore that more deeply, then we can truly have a very positive impact on this world. Totally. What's something that interests you as a, let's just say a mentor to, uh, what, do you, what would you see in a mentee that would actually be like, okay, I'm gonna take my time to mentor this person? So, um, in, in the person that is basically mentoring or the person that, or the younger person, sorry. Well, let, let's just say yourself. Let's just say, you, I'm sure you have many mentors, yes. right? Um, but you, you have uh, accomplished a lot where a lot of people can learn from different things that you've done and, and are doing. So let's just say someone who wants to have you as a mentor, mm -hmm. if, if it's something that would that makes sense. Like, what is it that you look for in someone that could be a mentee? Mm -hmm. uh, a men that you could be the mentor for? I understand. Okay, clear. <laughs> yeah. I, I look for that spark in their eyes. Yeah. And uh, I look for potential. Uh, if I truly believe that this person has phenomenal potential uh, and with maybe a bit of guidance that uh, can do phenomenal things, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, delighted to be part of that journey and, and to know that I played a very small piece uh, in, in helping them thrive. That's really what, what I take tremendous joy in. Uh, so show your spark. Show your spark. <laughs> show your sparks, five. <laughs> nice. Okay, so we're, uh, we're going to end this right before. I'd like to ask you one last question, which is if I give you a piece of paper right now, and on that piece of paper you can write down whatever, from everything that you've lived in your life, all your experiences, um, what would you write on that piece of paper that is something you can give to maybe your, your children or, or, or people that you love that are going to remember you for what you write on that piece of paper that they can take out of the pocket every single day, read it. What would be the what would you write on that piece of paper, and what would be your words to success? Yes, I, I would say uh, make a positive impact on this world and live with uh, a heart full of joy. I love it. <laughs> right. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for for coming on. It was a a pleasure to to, to have you, and and thank you for sharing everything, all the value that that you shared. I'd love to have you all come on board in a couple of years where we can see where everything's at at that point. You know. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Andrea. If you want to learn more about her, you can go to wordstosuccess.com under episodes, and all her links are there. All right, I hope you guys keep enjoying. If you can, please go and leave us a review on iTunes and uh, share it with one or two of your friends. The podcast is growing, and I'm super uh, grateful to all of you. Let's keep doing this. All right, see you on the next episode. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.